Welcome to the Contractor Commute, a podcast by Congenius designed to fit right into your daily drive. Whether you're a small business owner, an employee, or off contracting on your own, we've got advice, stories, and leadership tips to help you out along the way. Welcome to this episode of the Contractor Commute. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. My name is Drew. This is Ben. And today we're going to talk about how to succeed in changing market conditions. So uh, market's always changing. Uh, There's always uh, factors coming and going, uh, in the economy and the market, and maybe in your, in your local city, you know, there's always things that are changing. So, uh, we're going to talk about how do you succeed when the world around you is, is shifting. So we've had obviously like an unending stream of things, uh, changing in the marketplace over the last five years. And I don't anticipate it's going to level out in the next five. There's always going to be something. Um, so let's talk about how do you succeed, uh, when, uh, when things are happening, whether that's economic cycles, uh, whether that's uh, housing market changes, whether that's uh, financial crises, pandemics, you know, <laughs> all of the above, um, you know, how do you how do you be successful in that place? So um, what are your uh, initial thoughts been on how do you how do you set yourself up to be successful regardless of what external factors are happening? So we like to think of our businesses as m- more or less where we're at today. We like to just kind of manage that circumstance or see it change in a positive way. Mm-hmm. A lot of times our minds don't want to go to the negative. And if we do, it's sometimes fear-based. So what does it look like to succeed? I think we're we're more or less capitalizing on the good times, preparing for the not so great times. So we, And there's always opportunity all, all around us, even in a bad economy. is. Um, it. I think we can really make assumptions that we can't do anything about it as opposed to where's the opportunity. Yeah. How do we shift? How do we pivot? How do right. we how do we get better even when times are not great? And I think a lot of times, like in 2007, 08, when the market, the whole housing market went away in a big way, yeah, a lot of guys lost their shirts. I remember uh, an uncle of mine said he was never so excited to lose so much money in his entire life when he finally got from under some of the investments he had with properties he had bought or houses he tried to you know finish and couldn't. He was just like, finally, that's over with. But there's also opportunity where some people made a lot of money yeah. in some areas during the same market. So why? So I right. think there's, let's go, we'll try to dig into today. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, I think what you're saying is there's always an opportunity. And so, you know, when the crisis happens, when uh, economic cycles change, when, you know, things happen, you know, the the market and, uh, you know, you know, media, whatever, like there's this fear yeah. of that is and that kind sells, of right? I mean, yeah, fear yeah. sells. Yeah. And there's fear mongers out there just selling the reason why you should yeah. panic and be afraid yeah. Yeah. and why it's never going to work out and why you yeah. should get conservative, live in fear, you know, uh, fight or I think or we flight. just need to understand that kind yeah. of core cycle of economy. Like economies, yeah. they go up, they go down. I yes. mean, we just, we need to be prepared yeah. for really mentally prepared more right. than anything of just yeah. saying, okay, here's where we're at today. That's not static. It's yeah. going to change. Yep. We need to be okay with that. And if you're in an up cycle when you happen to be listening to this, like <laughs> enjoy it, but know that there's a yeah. downturn coming. There always right. is. There are going to be ups and downs. Yep. Yeah. And if you only build, you know, your business for the good days, you're going to struggle. Yep. But if let's be okay with that. Yeah, totally. And yep. and the businesses that, you know, and the owners that, that, uh, that know a downturn is coming and can deal in the facts of the situation, have a plan knowing it was coming and being ready for it, uh, whatever the it ends up being in, you know, 2023, 2024, whatever, um, those, those guys make a lot of money, uh, mm-hmm. because they find opportunity in the downturn. They find opportunity in the down cycle. Yep. Um, and they're always looking for it. So what about situations where there isn't an opportunity? I mean, I think we, we can also have a situation where something is really, really bad. We had a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, 
where who saw that coming? Yeah. No, you ready? Yeah. No, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stay at home. What? Yeah. Uh, Am I essential business? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could be shut down. I remember in the construction business one morning hearing what's going on. You know, you saw it coming for months. This is going on in China. Then it's going on in Europe. And, you know, as it made its way to here, then it was in California and 12 people had it. And then pretty soon yep. everybody had it. And let's, you know, quick shut everything down. Uh, and we didn't know what was going to happen next. People, even some of our customers weren't ready to pull the trigger on remodeling projects, building projects. You know, well, and they, and then the the markets are responding to that as well. So people are losing wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're saying, well, we better just hold our capital, not do anything. Let's not do a three hundred thousand dollar project right now. So, in all of that, I think the wisdom is also not making wrong assumptions mm-hmm. about things getting better tomorrow. Right. In our effort to look for opportunity, I'm an optimist. Yep. I love to see things working out for the best. My wife's a little bit more balanced, you know. Yeah, maybe it might not, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what if it doesn't? Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. What? How do we prepare for a situation that's not ideal and we don't want to be in a position where we don't react in time, yeah. which could be catastrophic for our businesses? Yeah. I think knowing when is – there are some situations, very few situations where tomorrow is going to solve this problem, where if I just wait it out, it's going to get better. There, there are some – things economically where it's like it's a downturn and hang on it's going to get better but i think it's also a huge mistake to your point is to assume tomorrow is going to fix my problem yeah and then to do nothing yeah. and then you're basically paralyzed by indecision yeah and you do nothing so there's a couple of things that could go on one would be we knew what was going on in our business how something was affecting our business but a lot of times we have a situation where we didn't know where we're at and we're caught in a situation months later of saying well we've been ble- bleeding cash for a month and a half two months mm-hmm. three months and now we're in a spot of bother because the bank is empty. We don't want to be in that position. So I think even in good times, which we've been through a lot of those, I've had a, a little a bit of insight from people, my, some of my friends, people are in the industry talking like, times are good. I don't need to worry about it. Like, I don't need to monitor things. It's like, no, you need to know where your margins are at. You need to know how much money you're making, even when you're making money. So you can actually make good decisions because once that changes, it can go from making a 15% profit margin to a 10, to a seven, to a three. Yep. And you need to know that shift is happening so you don't get caught with the the inability to respond to it. Yeah. So knowing where you're at with the business in any market condition is really awesome when you have that ability to react because you know. Yeah. Yeah. They say like, you know, good times create, you know, what's that? It's like good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, hard times create strong men and strong men create easy times again. And it's like in a time where it's easy and it's never easy, easy, but when there's, when everything's going well and there's unending work and, and, you know, there's a lot of money in the bank, you can get really lazy and you can get very inattentive to what's actually happening in your business. And then when the crisis comes or downturn comes, you're scrambling to find what are the facts of my business? I don't even know, Mm -hmm. you know, and a bit of a shameless plug at Congenius. That's kind of what we're doing is how do we help, uh, construction professionals know their business, know the dollars of what's happening, be profitable, have margins, understand overhead. That's kind of our, kind of our game and what we're, what we're getting into. Well, the impact is huge from that. Yeah. If you're in an ability to react early and know exactly where you're at, does that mean tightening some of your margins on the job? You're still making money, but you're still selling jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, At what point do you lose money? Because at that point you don't do jobs where you're losing money. Yeah. You know, you need to know where that line's at. Yeah. It's very tempting to say, well, I'll just keep busy, I'll, you know, and cut the margins back. But did you cut them too far? Yep. Uh, in a bad, you know, in a, in a downturn where it's like, I could just be lucky to make, uh, you know, to get jobs out there. But there's also these kind of shifting moments where we're just saying, what we've been doing doesn't work anymore. Correct. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. 
and we need to adjust. Yeah. How do I shift my skill set and my capabilities into something that will work? Yeah. I think like 2008 is probably a good example. If you're a new home builder, yep. you know, some of those uh, guys probably had to shift into remodel work, you know, or figuring out a way to shift what you do and how do I apply my skill set to be profitable. And maybe it'll be less profitable for the next mm-hmm. six months or year, two years, but like finding a way to sustain through some of those downturns is, yeah. is important. And where's the value that we offer? Because I think all of us have some uniqueness that we bring to our profession. And when that's how, when you identify that and when other people can see it and say, I, I need that guy because this is what he's, where he's really strong. I think there's opportunity there. Maybe somebody's a really great carpenter, really understands the fine details and trim carpentry, et cetera. Well, that guy's in demand no matter what the economy's like. Right. It's just finding the context of, you know, finding the right customer, finding the right projects, et cetera. And yeah. Maybe working for the the builders isn't going to be working because they're not building as many new homes or whatever. But saying, okay, where where am I valued? Where where are my skills valued in this market? Yeah. So I think if you're waiting for business to come to you the way it always did in the good times, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to struggle. You're going to have to yeah. get creative and figure out where am I going to go find business? Where yeah. Going to find the work. Yeah. And one of the things we're also doing at Congenius is helping people manage a pipeline of leads. Mm-hmm. And when times are good, it's very overwhelming. It's hard to keep up with all of that. You have people beating your door down. Everybody wants you to do something for them. And so it's almost as though you're just putting a lot of people off and just saying, I'm, yeah, I just can't get to it for another year. And it's, there's so much you have to manage. But when you're not able to manage a very large pipeline of leads, when people actually are shopping a little bit more, there's more people kicking the tires mm-hmm. trying to decide whether or not they actually can afford to do the project. If you have a way of managing those well and be able to get through the leads that are unqualified and be able to turn proposals around pretty quickly, that really serves us well in a down economy. Because you might need to bid out five jobs to win one as opposed to everything you bid out, you won. Yeah. Right. Shifting yeah. there. And that's going to shift your time, you know, where you spend your time. How Good do point. you adjust that? And then make yep. sure your bids are, you know, quality, that they mm-hmm. are profitable, that you know how much profit is in them and get the jobs that you want, not mm-hmm. the ones that you don't. Um, and then know the numbers between, hey, what margin do I need to make to yeah. get through the next six, 12 months, yeah. you know? So at what moment, I guess... You call it good in the business where you're saying, well, let me be more specific. At what moment do you say, this is not working? I need to make a radical shift or even to the point of saying this business doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, do some math on it and say, okay, this is what needs would need to change. I'm going to give it two weeks to change. If it doesn't, I have to do something radical. Yeah. I found myself in a couple of positions like that before where went through great lengths to try to salvage what I had going on. To be like, okay, I'm just going to keep pushing whatever it takes. I'm going to make this work as opposed to saying, let me think outside the box here. Yeah. What am I doing that works? And if there's nothing that I'm doing that works, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe you need a board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You do got to, you got to abandon ship at certain points yeah. too, where it's like, hey, this is not working. It's not going to work. Get in the lifeboat. Yeah. And if I sit here and just, you know, and if I sit here, I can drown in my own worry, mm-hmm. you know, and not make smart decisions early yeah. and make it probably even worse. Yeah. For we can take loyalty too far, I think, to our teams. I mean, sometimes we pride ourselves in our loyalty to our team. And I think it's not in their best interest or ours if we're just running ourselves out of cash until we're saying one day, sorry, folks, this is it. Can we think outside the box? Can we engage people in where we're at and saying, you know what, this is trending the wrong way. Maybe they have ideas on, on if it's a team of people. Maybe if you're by yourself, uh, it's a little bit simpler. But I found myself where you, know, you got a team, 20, 30 people, and you're like, this sucks for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Right. But it's not mercy to say, I'm just going to hold this person on my team 
for as long as I can until we until we're bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have a situation where it's like, hey, I gotta, you know, if you are in a situation, we have to reduce your staff. Yeah, you know, that's a hard decision. No one ever wants to make that decision. But you can, if you reducing your staff by twenty five percent actually saves the other seventy five percent from having to do that. It was the right move. It wasn't compassionate to save the twenty five and actually end up having to have an even bigger reduction later, or the whole ship goes down because you couldn't make the hard decision early on. So uh, you know, figuring out how to, you know, how do you pivot? You know, how do you make the yeah the work's not there? Yeah, the work's not there. Yeah, if if it's not there, you don't have something for somebody to do. You know, trying to come up with filler isn't going to be beneficial for either one of you. The rest of your team. To your point. It's not fair to the rest of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you about you. I know you were uh, in the construction space um, through the 2008 downturn. Um, what's the difference between guys who made it through that and made a bunch of money and guys who didn't? Well, there's sometimes a bit of luck involved as well. Not everything can just become down to our wits and smarts. I mean, there's sometimes it's where you're just saying, well, thank God. I mean, we made it through that. It was tough, you know, and miserable. And one thing I've I've kept as a guiding light in my life is that no matter how bad today is, no matter how terrible the circumstances around me, today's transient. It goes away. Mm -hmm. Eventually we weather it. We get through it. It's just a storm. Mm -hmm. Brighter days are ahead and to not get too caught up in the pressures of the moment and where it incapacitates us to make decisions because we're just so bogged down on the weight of saying, man, this is just horrible. Um, where we, we could lose opportunity because of that. Yeah. Um, guys that made it, I think there was an element of being in the right space, the right market, the, the right team where they had run a business in such a way where when a downturn happened, uh, they were most likely to succeed because they were doing a lot of things, right. They had cash in the bank. Um, they had a good team around them and they had a loyal customer base and they knew how to scale. Like they knew how to go up, knew how to go down. Yeah. Um, so I think some sound business processes put you in a spot where you're most likely to succeed in a downturn, whereas poor business processes, you're most likely to fail Yeah, because you're lucky you're doing well in a good market Mm -hmm. because there's just, you can take shortcuts. Yeah. But if you can't identify the fact that I am taking shortcuts and this is not good, Mm -hmm. I should be running this business in such a way where I can weather. Yeah. A downturn. Yeah, a great market can cover up a lot of your shortcomings. Yeah. And you can get away with a lot yeah. uh, when things are going really well. Yeah. You know, but the tide yeah. goes out, you see who's swimming naked. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think that's someone else's quote. <laughs> a wise man once said that. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's true, though. Like, you know, when things are going great, you yeah. know, I mean, you can get away with a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you know, you, that's why cleaning up your business process is extremely important in the good days. Like mm-hmm. I said, cash in the bank. Yep. You know, that's important because everyone talks about scaling up, but sometimes you got to scale down. Yeah. And sometimes if you're, if you run a business and to get through the downturn, you might not be profitable. You as the owner might not be making money for a stretch of time, but you were able to do enough work to keep your team paid, to keep work flowing. And you preserved at the end, the lifeboat that you preserved was your actual business yep. and the brand and the reputation of the team. So that when that, when inevitably that positive cycle turns back up again, you're ready and you're positioned for maximum growth because you just you just survive and you're ready to just jump right into the market. You have the team, you have the business, you mm-hmm. covered the overhead, you don't have a bunch of debt and all the rest of it, and you're just ready to capitalize on a great time now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got the capability to hit the ground yeah. running. Yeah. And and being keen on this, I remember somebody telling me just about a year ago, just saying, you know, saying, you know, times aren't always going to be good. I'm going to keep this kind of cash reserve. If something does happen, this is what my strategy is going to be. And he was doing well. He's cleaning up, but he still had a strategy in place for when things weren't well. Yeah. So I think the next thing to keep in mind is when things 
do get bad or a downturn, it's so easy to just look and say, well, things just suck, don't they? Drew? Yeah. Poor me. Yeah. Yeah. Just what are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know, just, yeah, it's tough out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find a bunch of echo chambers for that. Yes. Like weak-minded people will sit there and go to that pity party and hang out there for yeah. days, weeks, months, years of yeah. how bad We've it is. We've all been there. Right. Yeah. You Things know, and just commiserating together on how tough it yeah. is. And it's like, but that doesn't, that doesn't help you. Like that's not productive. You know, it's not going to get you. So we're focused on the one thing we have no control over. Yes. Instead of focusing on all the other things we do control. Yes. So when we focus on things outside of our control, we essentially empower that problem to mm -hmm. own us. Yep. Saying, yeah, it's fatalistic. Yeah. Things are bad. Yep. And you'll shove yourself into victim thinking because your mind is being consumed in all the things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's an economic thing or a market thing or a political thing or the weather or whatever the thing is that you can't control. Yes. As long as that's where my energy is going, then I can reiterate a very self-centered view of how how hard it is to be me. Um, and it's victim thinking. Right. And you, you can get in those patterns and those ruts where all of a sudden now you've got no energy or focus to go do the things that you can control. You know, and in every downturn, there are things that you can do. Um, that might be hard. They might be different. It might not be easy, but there are things you can do to go find a way, you know, to make money. But the more energy you spend thinking about how hard it is, how challenging it is, hanging out with that crowd, yeah. uh, you know, less likely you are to actually go, yeah. go do something about it. I think the prevailing theme we're talking about today is how do we succeed well in good times, not just make money, mm -hmm. but how do we run the business that really can weather the bad times because we really set up for that. It's, it's, it's really waterproofing. Mm -hmm. So when the rains come, we're not affected by it. Yeah. To the point where our business suffers. Yeah. In a catastrophic way. Right. It's not that there won't be some pain involved, but we're saying, how do we set up for that moment the best we can? Yeah. Yeah. And not let fear take over because Correct. that's the danger. Mm -hmm. We can all just start saying, oh, things could be terrible. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, even when we're doing congenius, it's trying to help people operate on facts, not feelings and the facts of your business. And where is your dollars coming so from? True. Where are you making money? And I think, uh, you know, your feelings can you know take over, especially, again, in hard times. It's so popular with social circles, the media, social media everyone's doom and gloom and that, you know, because that's a moneymaker. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, the media makes money off of your fear. You know, that's a whole nother, you know, <laughs> tirade we can go off of. But yeah. be careful how much leeway you give that. Be mm -hmm. careful how much you do that. Know that they're trying to get you to come back for more panic, you know, and fear. And that's that's their business model, you know. And so yeah. um, figuring out how do I say, hey, I got to stay out of that mentality. Deal with the facts. And sometimes the facts are bad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're not good. Uh, but when you can, when you can operate in the facts of a situation, smart people will always find a way to be successful. They'll always find a way to capitalize on the downturn because what's define smart. I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily just a mental capacity, although, I mean, obviously that helps, but at the same time, it's this, it's the reaction. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily just the uh, people that know what's going on are more likely to make a decision that we would say is wise. Yeah. When you say, yes, I know the facts of the situation and you're saying, you're empowered by that. Yeah. If you don't know, you're just taking a shot in the dark. Totally. You would say, look at that fool. He's way off the mark. Yeah. But he had no idea. Yeah. Lights are off. Yep. So having the data so critical. Yeah. And having the ability to react, you know, have a bias for action. You know, so true. A lot of times people slant towards inaction. And it's like when you have the facts of your business, you know what's going on. You can see the numbers. People lie. Numbers don't. But like when you have sound business processes, you understand the numbers of your business, you can go make smart decisions based on those facts and, you know, and maneuver through the hard times. 
Um, whereas if you make feelings-based decisions, you're going to end up paralyzed by the whole thing. You're going to be in action. You're going to make a short-term decision, right? But uh, if you have the facts, you've got the knowledge, you've got a bias for taking action. Do what you can do today and don't expect tomorrow to solve your problems because most of the time it won't. So I think that's a great summary. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So it, in you know wrapping this all up, I think we're definitely, we've, we've had moments where we've had wild successes, great times. We've had moments where, wow, tomorrow looks very bad. There's $53 in the account. You know, it's just like, what are we going to do? And I think we learn from those downturns as well. And uh, uh, well, we learn from negative moments as well. Yeah. And to capture that moment of education too. Yeah. And not just be hard on ourselves, be mm -hmm. kind to ourselves, say, you know what? That wasn't a great decision. I'm not prepared for this moment. I've been that guy too. Yeah. And to be able to say, okay, I'm going to learn from this. We're going to get through it. It's not everything. Right. We still got so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Good times come. Hard times come uh, and, you know, goal is to be someone sound business process, fact-based decisions, you know, bias for action, you know, uh, control your controllables uh, and know that this too will pass. You yeah. know, good times come and they go, bad times come and hard the hard times go too, you know. And so knowing those are all happening, it's all going to be part of the cycle of yourself as a contractor, business owner. It's going to happen, you know, finding ways to navigate through. Love to hear your stories. Love to get some feedback. It's been fun. Yeah. Cool. That's a wrap for this episode of the Contractor Commute. We'll see you guys next time.